We're going to tell you why there's a quarterback competition in the first place and why this spring is so massive for Jackson Dart. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us. Obviously, the Ole Miss Florida rankings are going to change after this past weekend, after Ole Miss got swept in Vandy. We're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about other things and why this spring is so massive for Jackson Dart. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. You know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, upvote, comment, all of that good stuff. Jackson Dart has the most important spring of his life coming up, and we've talked about this in the past. Today, we're going to tell you why. We have some numbers that kind of back it up and some stuff that we are going to be looking at. This isn't going to be about Spencer Sanders. This is nothing about Spencer Sanders. This is nothing about Walker Howard. This is going to be completely about Jackson Dart, and hopefully this will shed some light into why some people are concerned about him moving forward. It just kind of is what it is. The first thing that you notice with Jackson Dart is in his two years, there's not been really any discernible improvement. If you look at the sample size, the completion percentage is about the same, the passing yards about the same, the yards per attempt is actually a little bit up. Touchdowns about the same, interceptions about the same. That really doesn't change that much with Jackson Dart as he's moved from USC to Ole Miss. Now, we are willing to excuse that because of the turmoil turmoil that happened at the early part of that transfer getting into spring. He was rushed. Then all of a sudden his confidence was shook a little bit. He had to build out of that. I, I will excuse him for that, but... People need to understand that from his true freshman year at USC to his sophomore year at Ole Miss, there wasn't a discernible you know, improvement that we could expect from Jackson Dart. Now, like I said, there's not that much you can really go into that, but that's just something that we need to remember going forward. Now, secondly, we look at Ole Miss in 2022. His stats in September, he threw four... 697 yards, five TDs, two touchdowns. This was kind of during that charade for of a quarterback competition. 29 carries, 201 yards. Um, that's an average of about 174 passing yards, touchdowns at about 1.25, interceptions at about 0.5, and rushing yards at about 50. We all remember what the schedule was early in the year. But also, obviously that shows you how much they were, proje- were protecting Jackson Dart early on. In October, they played five games. He was able to throw for 1,214 yards, nine touchdowns, five picks. The competition got a little bit better, 272 yards rushing. Um, his legs were important. He averaged um, you know, 242, 1.8, an interception a game, and 54 rushing yards a game. By far, October was his most productive month, obviously, not just counting pass yards, just kind of everything. The A&M game was there. The LSU game was there. The Kentucky game was there. The Vanderbilt game was there. The Auburn game was there. It was, was kind of an outlier in that month. In November, 
He managed to throw for 234 yards um, a game, had 1.3 touchdowns, 0.3 interceptions. He actually played really well in November, only 25 yards rushing per game. And this was against Alabama at Arkansas and in the Egg Bowl. These are against pretty good defenses moving forward, and he performed really well. We got really excited of what he could do. This could have been the thing that springboarded him forward into the spring. Now, in December, that is basically the um, Houston Bowl against Texas Tech. He went 25 of 41, two touchdowns. He did throw three picks. He ran for 66 yards and his only touchdowns of the year. He actually played fairly well if you take away those interceptions. Now, there's a couple of boneheaded interceptions in there, if I remember correctly. But overall, he played fairly well. Now, we talk about these interceptions and what's going on, and this is the reason why there's a certain segment of Ole Miss fans that are really keenly interested about this quarterback competition and potentially the reason why a veteran quarterback was brought in. Here, if you look at this, this is Jackson Dart playing in games when um, Ole Miss won by 1-7 to seven and lost by 1-7. to seven. Those are those winning games right in the middle. You've heard people talk about the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half wanting to win the middle eight. This is kind of the middle eight of the season. And if you look at what he did when Ole Miss won the game by less than a touchdown, he actually had really good numbers. He performed really well. He ran the ball really effectively. But if you look at when Ole Miss lost the game by one score, two touchdowns, four picks, the passing yardage doesn't really change. The rushing yardage is way down. So you can see that he needs to run the ball more effectively. He needs to take care of the ball, and that is kind of the difference in this team winning and losing the game by a touchdown or more. It's kind of fascinating stuff whenever you look at advanced stats on Jackson Dart. But you can see that this spring is important for him to execute the offense, to do what he is supposed to do. Because if he can handle it, he is a five-tool type quarterback. Now, everybody talks about his linebacker blindness and the donut hole size hole in the middle of the field. And that is where he needs to improve. He needs to take a step this spring just completely outside the quarterback competition. He needs to take that step. And he is the only person on the roster that can win this quarterback competition this spring. He's the only one there. But if he takes that step, uses the middle of the field, learns how to play off linebackers, quit quit waiting and putting the offensive line under pressure to make big plays downfield, just run the offense as it's meant to be. Get the ball out of his hands. All of these things he can do. This is a massive spring for him. You saw his numbers. He needs to take a step this spring, just period. I mean, he's an excellent quarterback. He's a five-tool type quarterback, but he needs to take that step. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more transfer portal targets that Chris Beard and the Ole Miss basketball team are going after should be really interesting and in the third segment our what you talking about willis segment we'll kind of talk about what the 2023 athletic season actually means in the big scheme of things it's kind of kind of interesting to me but if you want to hear my thoughts that's going to be in the third segment as well anyway today's show is brought to you by the built march madness bracket it's here we know you have your favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to March, buildmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. 
you know I'll be voting for the double chocolate bar, um, built bar. My favorite, absolutely, in my refrigerator right now. It is absolutely delicious, and it helps you me whenever I've got those growling tummy moments. Now, you can vote for your bar that you want to win and help support that bar and team in this tournament, you know. And when you vote for your lucky, your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 15 lucky locked-on listeners will get a box of built. That's right. Not only that, but one lucky fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever, seriously. They're so amazing, you won't even think they're good for you. And what makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com now and vote for your favorite bar or puff, and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote for every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Remember, double chocolate built bar. Vote for that one if you need one to vote for. Absolutely delicious. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to change gears for a second here because we're going to do this more frequently, even though basketball is in the offseason. It needs our t- attention. It deserves our attention. We're going to kind of force it to be in. Maybe it's a second segment. Maybe it's a third segment. But we're going to try to talk about basketball as much as possible. But... There's a couple players that people need to be interested in and think about what's going on. First off is Noah Fernandez from UMass. Um, he's heard from Ole Miss, you know, A&M, Boston College, you know, K-State. There's some players that you can think about. He's a point guard. Um, really, really good players. 42, 44% shooter, 1.4 steals. He defends really well. Playing this offense, you have to defend pretty well. Nearly five assists a game and nearly 14 points a game. Fantastic. Now, this is the one I'm most excited about, and this may not be a huge list today, but Ole Miss has reached out and is talking to Amari Abram. And everybody was wondering about that whenever he entered the transfer portal, when he wasn't at the presentation, whenever people were worried about that, they were like, is Chris Beard going to reach out to Amari Abram? And yes, he is. And Abram is way too talented of a scorer if he can defend, if he can learn his game and do what he needs to do. He has a chance to be a really, really good basketball player. Now, I'm really excited about all of that that's going on with Chris Beard. But if you get on Twitter, there's I think there's somebody from Minnesota that they're looking at. The transfer portal is going to blow up over the next couple of weeks. It, it just is. And the next two months, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment, are the most important two months of the of Ole Miss athletics history. These two months and what they do and what that directly leads to is going to be so important. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But part of that is going to be this basketball transfer portal that's going to be open until mid-May. It's like a 60-day period. So people are going to go in, into it. They're going to reach out. They're going to try to get people to their campus. We're all familiar with this because if you look at our football program, we know how to follow the transfer portal. We all get that. 
But this is going to be important just for roster construction to see exactly how Ole Miss basketball is going to look going forward. I'm glad that Amari Abram is getting reached out by, to by Ole Miss, and hopefully he is receptive to what they're doing because he's a really good ball player. But I also hope some of these outside guys, they bring them in. We talked about kids from Texas Tech. We talked about Butler kids. We talked about um, Wofford kids. In the last video, now we got Minnesota. UTSA, I think Rio Grande Valley. UT Rio Grande Valley is in there as well. So there's players that are going to be all over the scenario, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Really, really good basketball players, but I'm excited to see what Chris Beard can do for the Ole Miss basketball program, and I'm excited to see what this roster is going to look like. You know, as we're going through, Ole Miss went to the Bahamas last year, which means this year Chris Beard is not going to have that summer trip that Kermit was able to put together before his first year that caused them to gel a little bit quicker. Does that affect this team in any way? How does it look in November? How does it look in December? What way does it build? All these things I'm going to be very interested about because you need players. Simply, you just need players. Players are going to help. X's and O's are great, but you're going to have to get players. And through the transfer portal and through recruiting, recruiting's not an option because they've already signed their class. But the transfer portal is going to be a major consideration moving forward. We'll see what happens. Will Jamin Brakefield stick around? Like I said, he was at the presentation. That's always a good sign. Matthew Morrell was at the presentation. That's always a good sign. Deshaun Ruffin was at the presentation. Good sign. Mari Abram, haven't heard about him. TJ Caldwell, though, is staying at Ole Miss. And I talked to Tim Thomas and talked about how big of a get, honestly, that was for Ole Miss to keep him in Oxford. I think TJ Caldwell will be a perfect fit for what they want to do. And he's just a really good player to begin with. He was already alternating minutes with Amari Abram. Just is what it is. This is a really, really, really good basketball player. Anyway, when we come back, what you talking about Willis when we talk about how the next two months are the most important two months in the history of Ole Miss athletics. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see, but we'll be able to keep an eye on them as well. But tonight's today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament is he heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Yes, I realize in Mississippi that it requires you to go to a brick-and-mortar casino. But if you go to Memphis, if you go to New Orleans, heck, if you go over to the river, the Delta, Louisiana, you can use the FanDuel Sportsbook and gamble on sports in Louisiana. Like if you live in Vicksburg, honestly, just go across the river and do whatever you need to do. You don't have to deal with parking the car, going down those crazy hills in the bluffs of Vicksburg, Mississippi. You can just gamble on sports. If you want to make a bet, that's one way to do it. And you don't have to actually deal with any people when you're doing it. You can bet on anything when you do that, including money line, point scores, threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets. 
for a same-game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance for no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. In this week's segment of What You Talking About, Willis, we talk about how, I'm talking about how the next two months, like May 17th, May 20th, until that point, is the most important period in athletics, in Ole Miss athletics history. And let me explain. With Chris Beard coming on in the transfer portal, the transfer portal will close about that time. So roster construction will be paramount for the basketball program. So much of what is going on right now will determine what what Chris Beard is able to do in the fall. So much of that. And you need that hope. You need that performance. You need things that you can show to people exactly what's going to happen. It will increase the athletic department by basically installing hope that the football program already has. Football with Jackson Dart, biggest spring of his life. So much to talk about. So much to do. If you go back to the first segment, we talked about exactly why this is so big for Jackson Dart and why this is such a major spring. We're not even talking about what Spencer Sanders can do or what Walker Howard can do just for Jackson Dart. But whenever you add in Spencer Sanders, when you add in Walker Howard, the spring even becomes more massive at the quarterback position for Ole Miss football, which as we've talked about the whole time we've been on the air, how important football is to the Ole Miss fan base. Now, you also have a two-month period with Ole Miss baseball. It's going to be absolutely huge. They got swept over the weekend at Vanderbilt. Now they come home to play the Florida Gators, another top-10 team. Now, the D1 rankings are going to come out sometime today. This is going to change if you look down below. Ole Miss is not going to be number three, and Florida's not going to be number five. But tomorrow it could be different, but right now it's a top-five matchup. It just is. And if you look at all that, Coach Yo, this is going on recording before she played Stanford on Sunday night. So I don't know the result of that. But depending on what she does and how she builds it going forward, what's going on right now is absolutely massive for Ole Miss women's basketball. Just is. We're going to have to get Brantley um, on the show to talk about exactly what it means for women's basketball moving forward. All of these things and these big four sports, and we'll just call them big four for that, mean so much and so much is at stake over the next two months to where the academic year for 2023-2024 becomes massive. This is all building towards that year. And that year, it is important for all of these sports to maximize exactly what they're going to do. It is not the time to be in a rut in any sport. You need to be in a po- at a position after 2023 or after the 2023-24 athletic season to be able to make a move in 2024-2025 because that is when 
Texas and Oklahoma comes into the SEC. That's when the scheduling changes to where it's not going to be as predictable. Ole Miss is likely going to lose Vanderbilt in football. That is when the college football playoff is going to expand to 12. That is when you're going to try and make the NCAA basketball tournament for men's and women's. And your stature of your athletic program could go up and up and up. And it all starts over the next two months. It's going to be absolutely massive for these Ole Miss Rebel teams to start maximizing and doing what they need to do. You do not want Ole Miss baseball to end up like Mississippi State baseball. You need them to kind of pull out of this tailspin and at least make a regional this year. Obviously, they have pitching problems and everything's going on, and Vandy could be the 27 Yankees for all I know. But you need to be in a position to make a regional. You need to be in shouting distance of where you need to be. You need to make sure None of these four athletic programs are in a position that you have to rebuild in 2023-2024 because that year is so important for moving forward. You need to be towards the front of the line in those sports whenever they start because this conference is about to become a bear. It just absolutely is. It's already hard. It's going to be even harder. And now that the football scheduling is going to change and all of a sudden you're going to play every conference team Every two years, and you're going to have three permanent opponents, which the rumor has it is going to be LSU, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. No more Vanderbilt. You just get them every other year. It's going to be difficult. For Lane Kiffin, he is going to have to earn every bit of that $9 million a year. For Chris Beard, he's going to have to make Ole Miss basketball something that it hasn't ever been. And Coach Yo simply has to create this Lady Rebels program and get them back to where Van Chancellor had them. I mean, these are tall orders, and these are difficult things that Ole Miss is going to have to do, but they can do them. Confidence is 95% of athletics. Athletic ability is the other, but confidence is the difference between a great and a good team, a good and a bad team, a bad and a coach getting fired is obviously the team confidence. So as a fan base, you need to understand that whenever you're talking and dealing with players and what's going on. You need to understand that. You, that's the reason you never hear me badmouth a player on this broadcast. Never. We'll talk about Jackson Dart and there's competition and all of this starting off, but we'll never say that Jackson Dart can't do it because he's a five-tool player. He just needs to do it. He needs to put it together. He needs to develop that confidence. He needs to... Figure out what's going on over the middle. He needs to grow as a quarterback. If he does that, he has every opportunity to be the QB1 in 2023. First snap against Mercer. I mean, he should be the leader in the clubhouse, honestly, right now to do that. But there's other quarterbacks on the roster. There's certain questions that need to be answered. So if that's happening at the micro level, at the player level, it's also happening at the macro level where you're looking at overviews of exactly what's going on within the program. We are all in every program within spitting distance of where we want to be. We are. Football is always right on the cusp of turning the corner from being a very good program to a great one. Basketball is at the point where they're ready to turn the corner to be relevant, 
to be something that Ole Miss basketball has not been since the late 90s. Baseball, we're learning how to be the hunted because for the first time they are. Every SEC baseball team is going to come out wanting to win this game. For the first time in a long time, Ole Miss is kind of their Super Bowl. And Coach Yo took over an absolute dumpster fire in women's basketball and has turned them into the point where they're a mid-seeded NCAA tournament team fairly consistently and just absolutely took apart a team that is real similar to the team that took them apart last year. That's growing. They're getting to be exactly what they want to be. They have strategies of how they want to recruit. Everything is in place for them to do it. The only thing left to do is to actually do it. It's not really up to excuses anymore. Everything's there. Do it. And people need to realize that fans are going to treat college athletes different now that they are receiving money and that they are technically professional athletes because they would not be getting them that NIL money otherwise. People need to understand that that is going to be a little different. People need to understand that they're going to treat Lane Kiffin differently because now he's making $9 million in the one of the poorest states in the United States of America. They're going to treat Ole Miss basketball differently because they've got one of the top three or four coaches in the country heading up their program. And they're going to treat baseball differently because baseball is now a national championship winning program. This is not your parents' Ole Miss. And the mindset that goes into what goes to supporting their athletics has changed because of that. But I talk over and over again. I've taken you down the lines and I've told you different branches and I've told you all these trees. It's because that so much is of riding on the next two months. Basketball, football, even micro-level stuff like the quarterback position. So much is on the line for this college football season. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our own, our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, thanks everybody for joining us today. Tomorrow, the first day of spring practice, it's finally here. As you know, this channel really shines during football season and anything dealing with football because that's my expertise. I can talk about that and I can talk about that, I think, fairly well. So we'll be able to keep an eye on what's going on. We have the last three open practices, Dalen from the Dalen Show on Twitter, is going to be going going to the practice, checking in with them, and watching the quarterback competition. And we're going to try and have the Grove report at the first one as well. So we're going to have people at every practice, even though I can't be there. And they're going to talk about the quarterback position and what's going on with them. So it should be really good. Anyway, hope to see everybody tomorrow. Hope you have a great week. And this is fantastic. This, this is absolutely one of the best times of the year. Enjoy it. Anyway. See you tomorrow.